0: To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot, maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. You're
1: listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa Mm. from QuickBook Reviews. How are you all? Uh, I am well, I think. Who knows? Who knows what's going on at the moment? Now, I have to be honest. About 10 days ago, I made the decision that I was going to stop doing these podcasts for now because I didn't feel so much like reading and I wasn't sure what I had to say was of any use at all. And then I thought, you know what? just the last few days, I've really felt like, actually, we've got to look for the fun things still. I know there's really serious stuff going on, but I am going to be in charge of delivering some lighter content to you. Yes, some of the books are still crime books, but frankly, it doesn't matter what we read. We could read a tea towel. It doesn't matter. Let's just read. Um, So you're going to be stuck with me for longer. Sorry about that. Now, what are you up to at the moment? I love hearing from you, and you know that you can contact me in the usual ways. I'm on Instagram, on Twitter at QuickBookReviews. You can email me, QuickBookReviews at com, um, and just tell me if you are able to read what books are gripping you at the moment um, and what's making you laugh. Uh, I had quite a funny experience because we were doing a book club. Um, one book club had, there's I think there's about 10 of us in there. So we had to use Zoom instead. I'm sure a lot of you have been using that. And it was all fine. I'd been working, running late with things. So I'd got a bowl of delightful vegetables to eat, broccoli, cauliflower, all sorts, with a bit of pesto, don't you know, ever so fancy. And I was eating them, but I'd ordered broccoli and they, the supermarket hadn't got any. So they delivered these long stem broccolis. Well, I All I had was a fork to eat this and I hadn't considered the fact that it might help if I had cut this food up. So I was trying to look really, you know, super cool while trying to stick the longest stem piece of broccoli into my mouth in one go, which then dropped. And I look around, you're looking at all these people on Zoom and think, please, please don't have seen me eating. And most of them I thought, oh, that's fine. And then there was this one lady who clearly had seen me. And she started laughing and I started laughing and this other person was talking at the time about something really serious. And, you know, when you just can't stop laughing and you don't know who else is looking at you and who isn't. You know, if you're in a room together, it's fine because you can see. But uh, I just ended up with pesto splat everywhere and um, just trying to rein it in and not laugh because it would, yeah. Anyway, never mind. That was that was my funny thing. I love clapping for the NHS. Who knew clapping was su- such fun? Um, went out, clapped and said to a neighbour across the road, see you again in a in a week's time. Fantastic. But that's good. At least now I'm not suffering from envy over everyone else's weekend plans. Nobody else is just, you know, totting off to South France for a weekend or just going skiing here or meeting this famous person there. No. Everybody's stuck at home. Still, though, some people are being very, oh, you know, Hyacinth got up at 6am and wrote a poem about uh, the importance of family and then made us all a three course meal. No, uh, I can't cope with any of that. Let's just keep it real. We're all just hanging on by our fingertips, but we're hanging on. And that's the important thing. Now, books have been really affected because some publishers apparently have stopped... Um, going to print and some book printers aren't working. Understandably, we don't want anyone to be put at risk where where they shouldn't be. Um, But books are kind of essential. Well, they are for me. So it does make you think about how you get your books. Um, Our local bookshop, Burway Books, is still operating by phone um, and email, taking orders and then can post them out. So I've tried occasionally to take a, a photo of their shop window, which they're changing, Um, sort of every week for people to see Um, but even they've said that yes they've got thousands of books in stock at the moment but they may not be able to get every every book you need and these authors have books coming out at the moment sorry for the noise above by the way trying to do a podcast when everyone is in lockdown is impossible Um, I've got a child upstairs a child in the next room a dog near me snoring um and the husband who's currently on a bike ride um so we'll see his one form of exercise a day i hasten to say anyway i can't even remember what i was saying oh yes books 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 so um th- they're able to get books at the moment but we've got all these authors who are have got big launch dates as well um we've had uh, cl taylor this week with her book strangers that's a hardback um ruth ware the turn of the key that's coming out in paperback these would be major selling books. And uh, even some of the supermarkets, apparently, have said that they're not going to be selling books for now because, again, it makes sense. They're clearing out anything like that so that there's more food available. So all the shelves, instead of having books on, have essential food. And, you know, who can quibble with that? But equally, this is going to change how. Um, how books are done and I can really imagine and we can already see actually from the stats that more people are going to be downloading them as as ebooks and reading in that way Um, and in fact there's a book that I'm going to talk to you about that I actually read on the Kindle because it was a pre-release and that was the only way I could get it and it felt like something I needed to read at the time but more about that later so if you're thinking about getting books if you can still get hold of them brilliant because you're supporting authors, but also you're signalling to publishers, to editors, that books are really important. So that when this is over, you know, that just picks back up again and there's a, there are businesses that can continue, local bookshops, publishers, everybody. Um, and crikey, I know that's not just for books, but let's get busy with our, with our book collecting if we can. Um, in fact, I did have a neighbour phone me. She'd been having a lot of trouble getting deliverers and all of that. Um, so finally, we got her sorted on um, a particular supermarket, registered as vulnerable, all fine. And then she phoned me to say that her Kindle had broken and she had no book to read. Well, I think that was more of an emergency than getting her registered as vulnerable. And I ran over. Don't worry, she was still in the house, but I ran over to her house threw a book over the gate that I knew she'd enjoy and then ran back to, to our house. You know, these are emergency times, people, I think. So we've got these all these books coming up to look up, look out for. Um, and what's changed is the books that are sort of top of the charts at the moment. I have to hold my hand up because there was this book that I'd seen well, it was coming up for release called The Five Minute Mum. Um, by Daisy Upton and I hadn't been that complimentary about it because I said well who needs a book like that about five minutes and blah 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 well of course now I need to apologise because that's one of the most popular books there is because we all need help on trying to be good parents occupy our kids um, and so that we all come out of this still talking and functioning so Daisy Upton I apologise clearly your book is doing really well and that's great Um, what other books are doing well well I've spoken about the rise in ebooks up to now super books you can get in the supermarket are doing incredibly well so do bear in mind I know I've gone on about this before but there are books that that supermarkets won't stock and we don't want those people to suffer as well so have a look online um, see what you can do libraries are still doing some online books as well Um, and the other The other sort of books that are doing well are sort of study books, effectively trying to replace school, although they're not. Um, And I did see a funny thing about how uh, a teacher had put on, you know, parents, you've always thought that you knew better how to teach your children. Well, here's your opportunity. And I said, after day one, I said, I could never be a teacher. Uh, My goodness, I don't know how they do it. So, yes, a lot of school based books, um, study guides, that sort of thing are selling really well. So that's that's interesting how we all adapt and we all find different types of books that we need. Um, So the first book I want to talk to you about isn't available yet. But it is available very soon, 24th of April, I believe. Um, The author is Nick Spaulding. Um, He's written a lot of books, sort of humorous, uh, funnier books, I would say. And this one is called Logging Off. So let me tell you what it's about. Andy Bellows is in a right state, plagued with insomnia, anxiety and neck ache. He's convinced there's something seriously wrong with him. And the worst thing is that his doctor agrees The diagnosis? Andy is in the grip of a self-destructive addiction to technology. He just cannot put that mobile phone down. Texting, tweeting, gaming, online dating, technology rules Andy's life. His phone even monitors his bowel movements. Mm, lovely. So how will he cope when he's forced to follow doctors' orders and step away from all his beloved screens? From having to leave the flat in search of food, like some kind of Neanderthal, to engaging in conversations with actual people, and is about to discover just how bewildering and scary the analog world can be. And when his 60-day detox hits the headlines, making him a hero to suffering technophiles everywhere, and is sorely tempted to pack it all in and escape in the nearest Uber. Can he get himself out of this mess and work out how to live a better, technologically balanced life without consulting Google even once? Now, I really enjoyed the book. I knew it was going to be a sort of a a light read. Um, It was going to be something that that I hope would make me think about how often I pick up my phone and uh, look at different apps. And it did. I really enjoyed it. It was a light relief to a lot of books I've been reading recently. I know I always say I don't enjoy books as much on the Kindle, but this one, it was just the right thing to do. Um, And what's great is my Kindle sort of powers off after a while. I don't know if you have that as well, so that I was able to try to go to sleep, but with the book sort of propped up so that if I did manage to go to sleep, it was fine. The book powered off. And I actually got some sleep. So that was good. It's funny. It's not, oh, my goodness, ribs are actually being broken in the process of reading this book. But then those are quite hard to come by. But uh, it was just like funny, um And it got me really thinking about how much I used apps. And I would say for a few days after that, after finishing the book, I did cut down the use of apps. And it did make me think about what uh, makes me feel happier when I look at it and what doesn't. I'd love to say that I've carried on ever since. But no, of course, I've gone back to, to checking everything and being fully on social media. But it was nice while it lasted, but that's coming up soon. It, I think it's a good book if you just want something a bit different that will occupy you, but not be um, anything too hard going and will just, again, make you think about what you're checking, the news, all the different, the Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, what is right for you and what makes you feel better as a result of reading. So logging off, Nick's boarding. that's out uh, later on in April and I really enjoyed it. Um, nice change to a lot of what I read. So the next book I'm going to talk to you about is called The Fallout by Rebecca Thornton. Uh, I love this book. Um, I Now I admit I had two books to read that I was invited to read and then publish my review on a particular day um, and that's absolutely fine. The only problem was I was running a bit late anyway and I got the two books mixed up. So the one book that I thought was should I should have read first turns out I should have read that second. So I came to the fallout thinking, oh, I don't want to read this. Um, I've got to. I've got to read it. I've got to print the review. Um, oh, Poor me. And so I sat down and started it and I was just totally taken in by it. It's it's light in that you can visualize it. That, that's such an important thing for me when I'm reading a book. If I can visualize the story quite quickly, I'm in, I'm sold, I'm reading it. If it's something that I can't, it doesn't come in my mind, the picture of what I'm reading, then I do struggle. It takes me longer. Sometimes I'll still get into it. Sometimes I'll just keep trying and trying and in the end give up. It just depends. And that's no fault of the, of the author necessarily, it could be that I've just got so many different streams of thoughts going on in my head that I can't devote enough energy to come up with the picture of the story. But this book, The Fallout, oh, there was no excuse. It immediately starts with the com- a conversation in a WhatsApp group. And I do like that. I uh, I know I've just said about social media and whether it's good or bad, but I like to see the inclusion of different elements of social media in some books. Um, because I just think it gives you a different perspective. Uh, Let me tell you what it's about. So, at the school gates, there's no such thing as yesterday's news. When Lisa's little boy has an accident at the local health club, it's all anyone can talk about. Was nobody watching him? Where was his mother? Who's to blame? The rumours, the finger-pointing, the whispers, they're everywhere. And Lisa's best friend, Sarah, desperately needs it to stop because Sarah was there when it happened. It was all her fault. And if she's caught out on the lie, everything will fall apart. Um, so in my mind, this was going to be more of a sort of crimey thriller element. But actually, it wasn't. And I'm very glad it was. It, yes, you've got this crime. And you've got the twists and turns that you very much have in this book. But it's a sort of it's a thriller about Friend, it's a friendship thriller, if that makes sense, and about individuals and how what they prioritize in their lives. How, um, when you start having these worries and concerns in your mind, that can sort of take over your life, who to trust, Um, and about the school gate, you know, that you. You can do something that one person takes offence to, one person is suspicious and starts a rumour. And that can just create major, major issues that can last um, for a long time. So I really enjoyed this. It wasn't. So what I'm trying to say with many a waffle um, is that it's not as harrowing as I thought it was. It's just a it's a good read it's harrowing in that nobody wants a child to have an accident and for these different characters to get involved. I don't want to give anything more away. Um, but it, there's, it's got the suspense, it's got the drama and it's really what the impact of this one event, this one isolated event has on these people's lives and how it can change things. So yeah, I really enjoyed it. Uh, the fallout By Rebecca Thornton. Uh, It was out on the 2nd of April um, by Harper Fiction and uh, really good. Really, really enjoyed that one. So the next book, and again, I love this book Magpie Lane by Lucy Atkins. So this was the book that I thought I had to review first. I read it and then realised once I'd finished it that it was the wrong one, that I was supposed to review that the day after the fallout. But it didn't matter because I Really enjoyed this one. This book was also published on the second of April. Um, out, my copy is out in hardback, so I think that's. Uh, I think it's in hardback uh, for everyone. Sometimes when you get preview books, they're in hardback and they turn out not to be. Again, I'm waffling, but um, I imagine this one is. It's got a beautiful cover of sort of. It's a, an older house um, with. Pictures and portraits, a lot of them are leaning against the wall, so you can see that there's some sort of work, some renovation going on. And then there's this red, elegant sort of sofa in in the background, makes it look sort of very um, high-end, bespoke piece of furniture. But why is it there? And and what's the meaning of it all? Um, It's a very creepy book. It reminded me of Rebecca in a way. I didn't know who to trust. So let me let me read the blurb and then we'll take it from there. So when the eight year old daughter of an Oxford college master vanishes in the middle of the night, police turn to the Scottish nanny D for answers. As Dee looks back over her time in the master's lodging, an eerie and ancient house, a picture of a high achieving but dysfunctional family emerges. Nick, the fiercely intelligent and powerful father, his beautiful Danish wife, Maria, pregnant with their child, and the lost little girl, Felicity, almost mute, seeing ghosts grieving her dead mother, but is Dee telling the whole story? Is her growing friendship with the eccentric house historian Linklater any cause for concern? And most of all, why was Felicity silent? Um, so as I say, this is called Magpie Lane, written by Lucy Atkins, published by Quirkus. Uh, I really enjoyed this one. As I say, it, it felt a bit like Rebecca in that you th- you don't know who to trust. You trust the narrator. Um, she's being interviewed by the police. So you don't know if they're being difficult with her just as part of their normal questioning or if they are more suspicious of her. Um, and you, the story of this little girl and the family that surround her is just unraveled as, as you go through. And it's something that I... I kept reading. I didn't want to put it down. Um, It's it's a sort of it is a detective novel because it is a crime novel because this child has disappeared and the police are a key part in the book. But it's really about about a, a child. What is childhood? What is parenthood? Families again? Can you trust the narrator? And you know that you're not getting the full picture, but you don't know what that full picture is. And it takes the whole book to, to get the that full picture. So, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Um, very good. So we come on to the final book, which is called Blood Air. And it's by now, I'm not going to pronounce this right, Emile Um And as I say, it's called Blood Air. I was sent it in a book box. So it's not something that I would have got myself, um, but I was sent it in a a Illumicrate book box, which is like a monthly subscription service where you can um, pay, funnily enough, a monthly amount. Who'd have thought? And you get sent this box. You don't know what the book's going to be and you get lots of other goodies in it, like candles or stuff for the bath or pictures, bookmarks, all sorts of things. And um, I'm not really into this type of book, but I thought it sounded really good and I wanted to read it. So let me, let me read you the blurb and then you can see what you think. In the Cerulean Empire, Athenites are reviled. Their varied gifts to control the world around them are unnatural, dangerous. And Anastasia Michalov, the crown princess, has a terrifying secret. Her deadly affinity to blood is her curse and the reason she has lived her life hidden behind palace walls. When Anna's father, the emperor, is murdered, her world is shattered. Framed as his killer, Anna must flee the palace to save her life. And to clear her name, she must find her father's murder on her own. But the Carillia beyond the palace walls is far different from the one she thought she knew. Corruption rules the land and a greater conspiracy is at work. One that threatens the very balance of her world. And there is only one person corrupt enough to help Anna get to its core. Ramson Quicktongue. A cunning crime lord of the Carillian underworld, Ramsen has sinister plans. Though he might have met his match in Anna. Because in this story, the princess might be the most dangerous player of all. So... As I say, oh, there's my dog really snoring now. Apologies for that. Anyway, I got this book. It was in the book subscription box. I've had it sitting on my shelf and I thought, no, I'm going to read this because I want to get into this sort of genre. I want to be able to go away to a completely different world, um, escape a bit. And this sounded like a very intriguing story. And when I started it, I was intrigued. I did keep reading, but then... Uh, I think it was me. I just lost uh, lost my focus on this book, and I just wanted it to be over. That's a terrible thing to say for a book. So, I speed read it so that I can say I finished it. Um, but it, it it wasn't one for me. So that's a shame. But have you have you read this book, Blood Air? Um, if you have, let me know what you thought, because I really wanted to enjoy it and it was nothing about the author. It was completely me. Um, and yet yeah, my dog now is snoring so loudly that if you're able to listen to this podcast and you don't think there's some sort of earthquake going on, it's a minor miracle. Anyway, so we've covered quite a few different books for now. Um, We've got Logging Off uh, by Nick Spaulding, The Fallout by Rebecca Thornton, Magpie Lane by Lucy Atkins and Blood Air. Um, And there should be a great selection, really. But I've got some more books to talk to you about. So I'll be back again next week. And uh, just take care of yourselves. Look, look for the laughs. And uh, I'll really look forward to catching up again with you soon. Take care now. Bye bye. You've been listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. That's enough books, said no one ever. See you again soon.
0: Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra.